is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. But we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. And if you are asking me if it's me and Alyssa in the studio holding it down and turn it up, yeah, you guessed it. Woo! You was right. But we are here to talk about mandatory voting. So there are currently, I think, about six countries in the world. Eleven. Eleven. Pardon me. Whoa. You hear what you know hear that guys? Eleven countries in the world who participate in national voting. And what I mean by that is that every person in that country is required to vote when they have elections. One of those places is Australia, to be specific, to give you one example of a place. And the President Obama, who has been visiting some countries, he remarked that mandatory voting in America could be transformative. So we decided that this might be a good conversation to talk about because we've had so many issues with voting in America in general. For example, in Minnesota, they are thinking about repealing the um, the ban on people who have convicted felons who have been blocked voting. So they want to give them a chance to vote again. Funny enough, Minnesota, that would actually help more white men than it would black men, which is amazing. Then there's always Texas, where they're trying to stop people from voting if your skin is darker than, I don't know, a, a, a bowl of cream cheese. And then there's also South Carolina, where they're trying to block college students from being able to vote. So in the U.S., while we have... Elected officials trying to stop people from voting. We have other places like Australia where voting is mandatory. Every single person has to do it. And if you don't do it, you go to jail. No, you get fined. No, no you're going to jail. No, I'm kidding. You're right. <laughs> this is right. You you will be fined, which we all know sucks. And the president mentioned this, that this might be transformative. And it's opened up this big whirlwind of conversation with people saying that the president is pushing for socialism or some people saying it might be a good idea and that this, this may cause problems. And we are here to have this conversation and say, will mandatory voting work? So in this country right now, about 40 percent of the people, we have about a 40 percent turnout for most elections. The best turnout we've had in an election, I think, was in 2008. And the turnout was about 67 percent of people came out to vote in these places where turnout is mandatory, you have between 90 and 97% turnout rate. And some places where voting is not mandatory, you still have about an 80% turnout rate, Afghanistan, in voting. So America has one of the lowest turnout ratios for voting in, in all the countries. And we know how divisive our politics are and our issues are, and Americans get frustrated all the time that we cannot accomplish anything, which is why I think the president said it might be transformative. So, Alyssa, since I've been talking everyone's ears off, I'd like to get your point of view on this. How c- could mandatory voting work in the U.S.? Is it an idea you think would, would make sense? Could it work? Yeah, I think it could work. Whether or not we should have it. I know you didn't ask me that question yet, so I actually won't answer that. But could it work? Yeah, I think it could work. In Australia, when they, before they adopted a compulsory voting um, scheme, which they have now, their turnout was about 64.2% average for the nine elections before they had the reform. After they reformed their laws, the average is now about 94.6% of people actually come out and vote. And actually, uh, even more important than that is that they find that now that people have to vote, they go out and inform themselves. So a lot of people bring up the point that a lot of Americans are uninformed. And I'm just going to back this up one second. I haven't told you where I stand yet, and I know we'll get to it. So um, just just say that so that we know going forward that you haven't heard my opinion yet okay. about personally how I feel. But just speaking, num- numerically speaking, um, which is a lot of people have made the argument that we shouldn't have mandatory voting because people are uninformed, that we have all these essentially like dumb people in America. They don't know anything about politics. They don't know anything about policy. They don't know anything about the parties. And so if we were to force everybody in America to vote, then we would have a lot of people who don't really have any interest or, or are apathetic or ambivalent towards 
influence politics, and that would basically just go out and click a lever. Um, but what they've actually found in a lot of the countries where they've instituted mandatory voting, it, well, and I should say we have that already because we have a lot of stupid people that don't understand the politics or the policies that are already going out and voting. But what we're finding is, or they're finding in a lot of the studies they've done is when people are forced to have to vote, then they actually inform themselves a lot that more. They don't stay uninformed. They don't just go and click the lever. They say, oh, okay, I have to vote, so I maybe should have some idea of who I'm going to vote for. But do these other places have Fox News? Because that's a di- I think that's a big difference. In America, we don't really have a news station, at least a popular news station, that just gives the news objectively. You have Fox News, which which speaks from the, the hyper-right conservative stance. You have MSNBC, which is, I don't know what it's doing anymore, actually, but it was on the left. Then you have CNN, which just talks about missing planes, and Don Levin makes racist and sexist comments. And you have Al Jazeera, which no one watches because they're afraid that there are terrorists on, on there. And you have PBS, which Mitt Romney wants to get rid of. So... How can you even get the correct news so you can have your re- so you can you can be a well-informed voter? Well, then don't get your information from the TV. Uh, you know, do, do your research on the candidates. There's ways to do research on candidates without listening to the all the noise. To, yeah. Or to, you can listen to the noise and then filter out what's correct from what's incorrect. Yeah. But you know, like you go to the candidates' website, you read about their background. Where did they go to school? What kinds of things did they do in their past? Did they serve on student government? Did they volunteer in another country? Did they? I mean. People who are running for office, there's public information available about them, even if you don't know exactly, you know, like if they've been a politician before, then you can look up their legislative record. How have they voted on other issues? But, bro, who, like we, we have that option now and people don't do it. Well, that's the point, which is if people were forced to do it, like, well, that's kind of the point that these things are trying to make, which yeah. is if people were forced to have to vote, then they would say, OK, I don't want to throw my vote away. I have yeah. to do this thing. I don't want to be fined. I don't want to throw my vote away. So I want to know what the F I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> so, no, no, I know. I, I was going to say F the whole time. The um, I mean, and, and the one thing that they know from looking at the 11 countries where it's, there's been some other proposals, right, like making Election Day a national holiday yes. or allowing people to vote by mail and what they find is these actually have negative effects on, well, not the mail thing, but at least national holiday, which is when you tell people they have a day off from work, like a a three-day weekend, then they go away. They go, they don't, you know, they're like, let me go away. Let me go do this. Um, You know, so... they. But what they do know from studies is that compulsory voting, on the other hand, works. It it increases turnout. Under um, Stanford University, a guy named Simon Jackson, he reviewed the evidence in 2001. He found that compulsory voting, which is usually enforced by either fines or the loss of government benefits, increases turnout with country comparisons, indicates a boost between 7 and 17 percentage points of the turnout. And the other thing that it does is it makes the electorate more representative of the overall population. So I'll give you an idea. What he says is that in comparative studies of turnout vote, that the relationship between socioeconomic status Mm -hmm. and voter turnout weakens as turnout increases. Uh So what happens is compulsory voting sort of removes socioeconomic differences in electoral Sorry, electoral participation. Quite simply put, when everyone votes, there isn't, there can be no socioeconomic biases because it eliminates this whole demographic base. This demographic base, you yeah. know, my demographic base, your demographic base. It's like no, everybody's comes out right now. Voters, especially in midterm, tend to be whiter, richer, better educated, and older than the country is as a whole. So, if you do mandatory voting, you eliminate all of that. Right off the bat. But if you're doing mandatory voting and everyone is voting, how does that affect the Electoral College? Because how much do you need, like 270 
um, votes in the Electoral College think it is? Well, I mean, the elect- the way the Electoral College works is different in every state. So oh, th- Because in some states they do an allocation, which is depending on the percentage of the vote you get, you mm-hmm. can they split the Electoral College. So mm-hmm. one candidate could get, you know, let's say your state has four Electoral College votes. Yeah. One candidate, based on the proportion, could get three. So it would be the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't change. I, I don't see that changing the calculus. Now, I think we should probably do away with the Electoral College. Uh, period. If you do but, a national voting, then yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, just have a popular vote if everybody's voting. Yeah, because if you got rid of the Electoral College, someone could just focus on like the biggest Texas, California, and another big state and win the entire election. And the other thing about it that's interesting is, you know, people have gotten in this very, very, very heated debates about voter ID and how it's disenfranchising to certain people. If you were to move to a compulsory voting scheme, um, then you can do it in a way that the government, I mean, because of the poll tax issue, right? We can't charge people to vote. So you could do it in a way that everybody has to vote so everybody gets a voter ID and from the government. And now that everybody has a voter ID, then you can just go forward and say, like, part of this compulsory voting law is that, you know, everybody's going to be everybody's going to be registered. Everybody's going to have an ID. And we're not going to have any issues with even, you know, because there's always this debate whether like people on the left say voter ID. And I agree with this disenfranchises people of color and and, um, poor people. And people on the right say that it's necessary to protect from voter fraud and so which doesn't happen but this kind of gets rid of all of that it says okay fine everybody who's eligible to vote is going to not only is going to be registered but is going to have to vote and everybody's going to have the id so you know id everybody because they're going to have the id to be able to vote all right so now we know this working in australia where else do we have mandatory voting and how is that working out for them that's my question because you can say that it's working in australia and australia is working fine but what happens when you have it in a country where i don't know you like people the, the literacy rate is not as high or they don't have as many like options for elected officials how has it been working because in the US you make mandatory voting it might get more people out it might help to change the politics of things but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be something that's effective and that's what i'm worried about and even so how would we even implement that you know, I don't know how it's been implemented in Australia, so I can't speak to that. But what it's, the Australian experience suggests is that compo- compulsory voting actually disproportionately helps the more left wing of two major political parties. The studies have suggested that Australia's policy has voted, uh, sorry, boosted the vote percentage of the left of center Australian Labor Party mm-hmm. from anywhere from five to seven to ten points. Um, wow. But it's unclear if it would have the same effect um, because research on non-voters in America suggests that they don't differ too much from voters ideologically versus in America, we have big ideologically uh, differences. But the one thing that's important to note about mandatory voting is it doesn't necessarily benefit one party or another. Uh, it would it would by definition mean that more Americans' are, views are represented in government, and in particular that of minorities and un- economically vulnerable people would have more of a voice. But both parties should be competing for that vote. What it yeah. would do is sit up a situation where rather than being able to ignore somebody because you're like, they're they're not my base. They're not my base. I don't need to play to them. Everybody's vote would be in play. And so at the end of the day, Republicans might win that competition. Their ideas may win out, but first they would actually have to be a competition. Uh, to begin with, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of obje- objections to this. Um, you know, everything from and that start basically from the objection that people have the freedom not to vote and that we shouldn't make citizens perform actions that they don't want to perform. 
is what it comes down to. Um, and, you know, a lot of people have expressed that. I've heard a lot of feedback about that uh, from people on both the left and the right, how they don't feel for several reasons, but they don't feel that people should be forced into voting. They just don't like the idea of the government mandating people to do things. Dude, we have so many comments and questions and calls about this topic. So we do have someone on the line right now. This is Jay from Baltimore, Maryland. Jay, is it like The Wire? Uh. You know what? There are parts that are, and there are parts that aren't. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Hi, Jay. I'm hey, gonna check out the doing, one again. I'm good. I'm good. I know Jay. Oh, you know Jay. So yeah. you're popular, Alyssa. Is that what you're saying? I am. I am. So he is very popular. <laughs> I don't believe you, Alyssa. Jay, thank you so much for calling in, and please let your voice be heard. Okay, great. Now I want to, you know, preface this: I am a classical liberal. I am a Republican, and I will let you know that um, I'm against mandatory voting because of a couple different things. Um, what happens when someone just bases their vote on name recognition? That's kind of how we had Bush in 2000. So there's, there's a lot of things there. Um, you know, Australia's being used as an example. That's really not the example to go by. Look at the other countries that mandate, mandate voting. Um, you have Brazil, Argentina, Peru. Mexico, Honduras, some of these countries are corrupt. So I don't know if mandating voting is necessarily a good thing. I mean, if someone's going to be irresponsible enough to not vote, do you want them to really vote? Well, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, but are we really going to say that these countries are corrupt? Have you not been to America? Do we, like, uh, we have plenty of corrupt know, politics on both sides. Cor- more corruption in some than there are in others. So I don't necessarily want to use Australia as an example because there's a lot more countries that you guys aren't mentioning. Yeah. But the point is, if someone is going to be irresponsible enough to not practice their vote, mm-hmm. then can we really trust them to vote? No, you you make a really good point. You, that's a very good point. And it's a point that liberals agree with conservatives on. In fact, I have a comment that we are getting on Politically Preposterous from a guy named Mark Cook who totally agrees with Jay's position. He says, I'm about as liberal as they come, and I think this is a terrible idea. Forcing uninformed citizens to vote will not get us the results we want. We need to find a way to get more people involved with their political environment, especially younger people, and get them out and get them to be informed and to vote, just no matter which party they want to vote for, as long as they want to be informed and they want to go out and they want to vote. And he would agree with Jay completely that this mandatory voting idea is a bad one. I don't know, because people will make uninformed votes now. That's how the Republicans keep winning. They, they're making votes that make no sense to the issues that matter to them or that will affect them. And you, you know what, my friend? You might end up getting more of those same votes. Oh, dear God. So think about, be careful what you wish for. This is true. That's definitely a great point. Thank you so much, Jay, for calling in. We really appreciate yeah. your comments. Jay, you were the man... Eat some brunch and drink some alcohol at that brunch, or it doesn't count as brunch. And if you guys are calling, please keep calling. We will keep on taking your calls. Alyssa, give us some more comments on Politically Preposterous. Um, we have Kathy McLean saying, I don't think mandatory anything is the answer. People tend to fight what they're forced to do. I would be much more in favor of an automatic registration on your 18th birthday, um, sort of like the draft, except you would still get a choice as to whether or not you actually have to go to the polls. You would just be registered. Uh, Debbie says, I think everyone should vote. However, I would be in favor of an automatic voter registration registration in order to make it easy. And why can't we change the voting day to a Saturday instead of a Tuesday? I know that doesn't solve all the problems, but I feel that it would make progress. Um, We're getting other comments. I would like to see three days for voting, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, Chris Sleen says, I don't think it's the answer, but we should at least have the discussion as a nation. Um, 
Uh, Teresa says anyone with a half a brain would be voting. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else says, Sarah says, how about we get rid of registration and every citizen is automatically registered as of their 18th birthday? Well, hold, hold, hold some of those comments, listen, because we do have to go on break and we have a call on the line. So, guys, we'll be right back. And when we return, we'll be talking about voting. We'll be taking comments. We'll be taking calls. And until then, you can enjoy this nice little drip drop that I got to play again because I love this song. Empire. going hard, right? at noon why don't we have brunch at noon you know so funny story uh, real quick when i was in seventh and eighth grade i was friends with a bunch of kids who i still talk to today um as adults and we used to do parodies of songs we used to do like weird al of songs so like all the small things like uh that was like really popular when i was in eighth grade like the goo goo dolls i just remember we always used to parody songs and like come up with different lyrics for them so that's how i came up with the uh why don't we have brunch at noon thing you know what you are a woman who has many hats and many tricks, and I don't like that crap. So you cut it out right now, or I'm suing you. We Jack are, of all trades, that's master right. of all of them. Jack of, yeah, I'm not going to say that. But guys, we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM. WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, it is now mandatory to vote. No, I'm just kidding. It is not mandatory. But the president, President Barack J. Kwan, say Kwan Hussein, um, Tashik Obama, whose mixtape is coming out next week called I Preside in the Trap, said that national voting would be transformative, which in other words means that he wants to give black people gifts. So we're talking about mandatory voting because we don't want black people having any kind of gifts at all because black. And we've had some really great callers and some really great comments. And we have a caller on the line right now. His name is Sean, and he is from the Bronx. Sean from the Bronx, I'm very sorry because we know the Bronx is not awesome. Let your voice be heard. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. I just wanted to say that. I Because I see a lot of people, when, when this issue is brought up, it's something that, you know, they don't want people who are uninformed or just, you know, like not smart or have that intelligence level, you know, voting. Which, but well, I think that's, you know, I think that takes away from the, the vote supposed to be. It's supposed to be representative. And these people, whether you like it or not, they're part of this country and they represent a part of this country. It's not. And they, their voices do matter and they should be heard. Well, I mean, why are you being so all-inclusive for? I don't think people should matter. First of all, Sean, you think people are important? I disagree. I think alcohol is important, particularly whiskey, bourbon whiskey. So Somebody come get uh, Stanley. He needs to go to AA meeting. <laughs> So, Sean, like, so you're saying is that you would be for national voting? Yes, I would be. Oh. Well, you know, Ken, I have a comment from a Kelly Curtis who would agree with Sean. She says that Australia has mandatory voting, and they've found that everyone from 20 to 60 has had a basic understanding of the leaders in the parties and the issues. Please consider that if we had mandatory voting, people would, in fact, step up. That's, I mean, that's a hope. And I want to read some comments we have on face on our Facebook fan page as well. And this comment comes from Kevin Carter. When we asked, do you think if voting should be mandatory? He goes, yes, only because it would ensure that the very people that voter fraud, quote, laws were put in place in order to block their vote could fairly vote. By the way, voter fraud is a fallacy. Since 2000, in every election nationally and statewide, there have been 20 cases of suspected voter fraud. Half of them were clerical errors by poll workers. One case was a GOP candidate that voted for himself several times. Times. And that's from Kevin Carter, Kahara, pardon me. So, Kevin Kahara, thank you so much for sharing your comments on our fan page. And please keep doing things like that as well. Here's my thing, because I feel like I haven't really come out whether I'm, I want to, you know, I, I agree with this or not. You know, I think you can tell from my rhetoric. In theory, 
I think national voting is a great idea because, like Sean said, even people who are stupid need to be representative. And, you know, like, so they have to have their chance to speak. And so if we're going to be a place that represents every single person, we have to let everybody have the opportunity to vote, even if they don't like it. Alyssa? Yeah, and, you know, in some ways I agree with that. But, you know, and it's it's interesting, right, because I talked before about biases and about looking through things through your rose-colored glasses. So um, where Jay and I actually, our politics sort of overlap is that I'm sort of a civil libertarian. I don't like the idea of the government really forcing you to do anything. Now, I also understand that there are things that, you know, the government does tell us that we should do that I actually think the government should tell us that we should do. Um, I mean, like, I understand, like, nobody likes paying taxes, but when I, you you know, when I see what my things my taxes go to, I'm okay with it. It's a collective action problem. Like, you know, nobody wants to pay taxes, but we all do it for the greater good of society. Nobody wants to serve on a jury. Um, but, I mean, as a lawyer, we need jurors. I mean, I, what would we do if people said, no, I'm objecting, I'm not going to serve on a jury? So on one hand, uh, you know, I don't like the idea because I just don't think the government should force people to vote. If you don't want to vote, that's a vote in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, um, or, But the other thing that you could say is, well, maybe we have a box that says abstaining, that you have to show up, but you can still check the box that says you're abstaining from voting. Hmm, that's, that's an interesting idea. So we do have another caller on the line, one of my favorite callers, Miss Deborah, about to give us some knowledge. Hit us. Hi. I think that we need to do more research on that. I'm not going to say that we shouldn't we shouldn't all be able to vote, but when people say that certain people should not be able to vote because they're they're poor and uninformed or things like that, I hear a lot of people on the radio, and they're supposedly the ones that are really up on top of things, and they are so stupid <laughs> it, it makes your head swim. I can't sure. even believe that these are some of the same people who come from people who told us that we were not able to vote. I, I really, so I, I think that we should really, you know, uh, educate the United States about things. Because, I mean, like, even when you're voting for a judge, most people don't even pay attention to that. You are they absolutely don't right. Read, you know what I mean? And, and, and many people, most of the people are black people or people of color, and they're standing there in front of a judge, and they don't even know about these people. Judge putting them behind bars and they voted for that judge. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it's, in, you know, it, it would be maybe he, if he would talk to the people and he would say that it's really important that, you know, you become more, you know, informed yeah. before, you know, doing that. Because he's like, you know what he's like? He's like the person, he's like the uncle that everybody hates. <laughs> and he could be giving you a, a billion dollars apiece. But a lot of most of white America would say, "Keep your billion dollars. We don't want it." Yeah. I mean, he, they are just that crazy. <laughs> so you you know what keep, I mean? Keep so your black billion dollars. He could be he could be running the, he could be running the game because he knows that they're not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, but that's he does things like that all the time. So that's a good yes, point. Yes, he does. So thank. And by the way, thank you so much for calling him, Ms. Never. <laughs> we love hearing from you. But you know, she she brings a good point that well. We know that he doesn't think this is going to happen because, the he's, yeah, because he's black yeah. and, you know, black stuff. But how would this even work in America? How would we begin that process to, like, to get it into law and have people follow it? How do you enforce it? Uh, well, you enforce it through a fine, which no. is the same way you enforce it through force not buying health insurance. No, no, no. I mean, like, how would you, like, start so you write the bill, how, like, the bill becomes a law, and then now it's a law and everyone has to vote. And then at the next election... 
how do you implement it? Yes. Well, I mean, the, I would think it, it would have to be implemented through the states because a lot of people don't realize about voting is that voting, it goes through the states. Yeah. I mean, all the, almost all voter registration is done mm-hmm. at the state level. So that would be one thing, which is to do it, you know, to pass the law that says that states have to go about it. Yeah. Um, but then we have also that also leads to similar issues that you're seeing right now with Obamacare about yes. the, whether the federal government can dictate to the states or not. Yeah. So the other thing is to just, you know, pass a national law. Which is, you know, is to take back the national, the federal government taking mm-hmm. back the power completely from the states and the federal government saying, we're just going to redo our entire voting system completely. And, you know, everybody is going to be, regi- you know, where the federal government is going to register everybody. And, you know, the federal government, rather than having people have to come and register, adopting some kind of scheme with automatic registration for anybody who's a citizen, uh, you know, like they can do that through Social Security numbers and issue voter cards. But then, obviously, if you're so somebody who's really conservative and you're worried about privacy issues or even somebody who's liberal and worried about privacy issues like I am, then there becomes additional issues with privacy and, and national ID cards. And, um, you know, they, I mean, essentially everybody has a national identification number already. It's called your social security number. So here's what I find problematic about this thing. So we already saw what was happening in Ferguson where they were targeting people of color with tickets and fines to make up for windfalls in their budget. And we know that it's a town in Michigan where there are 500 black people and they arrested six, 2,500 black people in the town. In a town that's 500 black people, they arrested 2,500 black people and they fined these people. What happens when you have a town like Ferguson, Missouri or somewhere in Alabama or even in New York City, Staten Island or Brooklyn where you start using this voting thing in the fine to take advantage of people of color? Well, because you wouldn't be able to because it would only be the federal government that could enforce the fine through the IRS. So it wouldn't, you know, it's just like like with Obamacare, right? It's not the police department's not coming around and arresting you and fining you for not paying your health insurance. Yeah. If you if you didn't get health insurance this year, then you did not get the form in the mail that you file with your taxes to show you have health insurance, and now you're going to get hit with the penalty. It's not a matter of local and state police officers and law enforcement coming around and enforcing this. This is something that's enforced as a civil tax penalty by the IRS. And what about the, the burden of responsibility on the state to make sure people are informed about elections? Because states don't necessarily do a great job letting people know elections well, are happening Well, that's kind now. of how I said that the proposal I think would have to be, if it was to go through, it would have to be something that would be federal, federally government mandated. Yeah. The federal government would essentially have to take back all the power from the states. The federal government can't do a website, right? Do you really want to trust them with voting? Well, you know, that's a that's a good point. That sounds like a very conservative point, actually, yeah. which is that people, conservatives generally feel that the federal government is substandard when it comes to running certain things. But I don't know. I, I don't necessarily know because we've never seen anything like this before in America. And it yeah. could actually turn out to run really, really smoothly. And it could turn out, as you point out, to be an absolute disaster where yeah. people show up and they're not registered. But there could always be provisions like provisional ballots and, and, other, and other things that come in. I mean, I'm, I just wanted to read you some other... Other comments that we're getting in on politically preposterous um, on the yes side. Uh, Carrie Cummins says, yes, absolutely. Follow Oregon's lead by automatically registering voters through the DMV since you have to show proof of citizenship at that time. Allow for an opt out window for a few weeks after registration and have mail in ballots plus the option of making voting day a national holiday. Voting should be seen as a civic duty. Jury duty is also a civic duty and that's mandatory and can be penalized if you don't show up. Voting should work the same way. Um, uh, Jay, Jay actually had Jay who called in before had actually written on the page and um, he already gave us some of his com- comments. Um, but he said for several reasons, many people don't care about politics. People are simply uneducated on issues and how the government worked. Um, uh, you know, he said uh, 
there may be only one. Um, sorry, they may only vote for the top name on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, essentially, he goes through a litany of things that he thinks that could be that could be issues um, if people. Um, if people were mandated to vote. Um, George Dickerson says, great idea. We would truly get a re- uh, representative government. Whereas Tracy Anton says, I think it would create a new problem. People really don't care who wins, uh, but they have to vote anyway. So yeah. they're open to the highest bidder um, yeah. kind of thing. Um, but on the money and politics issue, in fact, um, the president was quoted as saying that compulsory voting, quote unquote, may end up be a better, being a better strategy in the short term than limiting campaign donations in That's order to true. get a more representative government. Because if everybody's voting, then you're not trying to essentially buy a small group of rich white men who you know are going to turn up to the polls for you. Yeah, this is very, very true. But we do have to wrap up this conversation. I think that if you ask us for our conclusion, I don't think either one of us really knows what our answer is for voting. But just in case we do, I'll let you give your last thoughts, Alyssa. Yeah, I mean, the the way I look at it is like the best objection to compulsory voting is that it impinges on people's freedoms, right? I mean, now I, I agree with that. I don't necessarily know if we should have mandatory voting. I think it could work, but I would, uh, you know, I would need to see more details on exactly exactly how we're going to implement it before I could speak on that more. Like you would actually have to bring me a legislative proposal. But one thing I will say is in general, any given voter already has very little chance of influencing election. But if nobody voted, the result would be disastrous. We need to, um, this is coming, I'll read this. This is actually a quote from a Vox article, but it sums up what I have to say pretty clearly. He said, we need people to make choices that might not benefit them personally for the system to work. Traditionally, that's been an argument for mandates. It may be worth considering for voting as well. And I think he's right. I think it's worth considering this proposal and for us to continue to have conversations about it. I definitely do think it should be worth considering because we have a whole swath of people who particular elected officials and parties straight up ignore because they know they cannot get their vote and their vote does not matter because they can alienate this vote and just get enough votes from this side or this side or stop these people from voting and they will be okay. And I think the Democratic Party has become spoiled because they know that the Republican Party is so bad that people of color will just naturally usually support the in droves because the other option is just not okay. And if we had national voting where everyone was forced to vote, I think it would force the hand of both parties who who believe that they can be inactive and do whatever they want. Do I think it's something that we can do in America? No. I just think that we have too many issues over here with passing basic legislation that will help everyone that's not getting accomplished to even health care reform where everyone agreed we needed health care reform. And when the president wrote a bill, when it was single payer, there was a huge problem. So then he did something that some people like, other people didn't. And it's working, but it's not exactly what we needed. We can't have a national voting law, which is made to make some people happy, but doesn't help everyone. And that's what we would end up getting if we got anything at all. So I don't know if that's a great idea. But guys, we're going on a quick break. When we come back, we will be talking about the firing range and why that might be the next death penalty in a certain state. Alyssa will tell you all about it on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Equality of the sexes. You wake up 